Now I'm back. I'm moving a month from today. Trust your gut. Things like managing student loans, budgeting, handling bills, handling every insurance under the sun. How emotions are kind of like your body's way of telling you what to do. You can say no to things if you know you feel like you have the space to. And say you back. everyone welcome back to another episode of the Huga girls podcast we're so excited to be back with you guys another week another monday another new episode emma how we doing you know maddie i'm trapped in the eye of a hurricane at the current moment in charleston in the eye of a hurricane a a under my umbrella which is oh, just we could do a mashup there. that was like a little like hurricane mashup I love coming we soon also, to all streaming platforms. We love your dedication of recording the podcast in the eye of a hurricane. You know, it's just because I care, Maddie. Think, thanks for the um, thanks for the shout out. It's you know, it's it's the kind of person that I am, right? That makes sense. Oh I my gosh, it, no! I if you it. guys do hear some like pitter pattering in the background, that is the rain on my shutter. So it's allowed, It's about eight p.m. right now, and the storm started last night, Madison. I, well, I call Madison. I call Maddie Madison. So if you ever hear me change them up, I have yes. to call her Maddie for pod purposes. But I call her. She's Madison to me because I've known her forever. So Madison, formal today. Yes. I was just taking my nice peaceful sleep last night in my bed, and you know, drifting off. I'm home alone because my roommates weren't here. So you know, I, I'm always a little extra careful. I was like, okay, all the doors are locked, whatever. Sleeping in yep. my bed, 5:30 a.m. And I'm like, oh no, the oh, hurricane like emergency alert warning. I was like, this is it. I, in my dream, I was like, I'm dying. Like, th- this is the end. So I jolt up and it's off my phone. And I guess they have the power when they send out an emergency alert to like make it max freaking volume. No, because they even do. my alarm isn't that loud. Like, even my alarm yep. in the morning is not that loud. It was no, I so loud. Oh my gosh, so I got off to a really rough start this morning because that was at like 5.30, which isn't like, that's not the time I wake up, but it's also like a weird time of when I finally went back to bed. I was waking up like an hour or two later, so I hate yeah. when sleep gets broken up like that, and this is what it said. Tornado warning. Wait, no, that was that was later. Sorry, that was the <laughs> 4 like p.m. one. On. A storm surge warning is in effect for the area for the danger of life-threatening flooding. This warning is issued up to 30, blah, 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 blah. And it was saying, like, follow evacuation orders. And I'm like, okay, it's 5.30 a.m. I don't really have time to deal with this. And if I'm supposed to be evacuating, then rip because oh, I'm yeah. staying in bed. <laughs> the opportunity is passed. Like, we're past And that. I don't live it's downtown. So Charleston downtown is, like, really low to Which sea level. Which is where level. my brother lives. Yeah, yeah. so it hella floods. Where I live mm-hmm. is a little bit closer to the beach and it's higher. So... I wasn't really worried about, like, the drowning and flooding that it was warning me about at 5.30 a.m., but my blood, you, you know that feeling of just getting scared out of your freaking mind? Like, it was awful, and I put a Snapchat story up of, like, who else yep. heard this? And I got so many messages of, from people in Charleston being, like, literally had a heart attack, like, thought I was dying, so um, prayers out to your Charleston people today, but actual prayers out to everyone in Florida and everyone being affected. I feel like this is a pretty serious hurricane so um no it is luckily i'm all safe and good what what's your like weather phenomenon out in colorado like what do you guys deal with blizzards uh yeah we have a lot of tornadoes we have a lot of hail um the biggest thing is wildfires like mudslides avalanches that vibe um but wildfires are a really big problem out here. falling rocks falling rocks yep landslides mudslides yep so that's that on that but it's interesting. And then obviously in the winter, like we'll have really bad snow conditions, but for the most part, you know, they're equipped to deal with it. Yeah. It's, um, hur- it's so, hurricane season here. I feel like every, every place has their season, has their like yeah. very own natural disaster that screws them over. I don't know if over. I've said this on the podcast, but when I first moved out to Colorado, the month of October, like end of October or end of September, early October seemed so ungodly long to me and I couldn't figure out why and I had this connection where I was like oh it's because I haven't had a week off of school in the middle of September and October because for my entire life I've had a hurricane where we've taken a week and we've evacuated and sometimes it's two weeks three weeks it's broken up sometimes it's a couple days but usually September October was like 
kind of not completely wash, but in school, like you would always get a little bit of a break, even if it wasn't like the fun kind of break because of hurricanes. And I came out here and I was like midway through October and was just thinking, why is October still going on? And that's because I was used to And yeah, hurricanes. this is a real thing. If you are not from the South, this happens, I think, every single year. I know in yeah. college it was every single year and probably yep. for as long as I can remember you have a handful of days to a week off of school because a hurricane comes through. And especially Maddie grew up in Charleston where I live now. I live further inland, but we would still get time off because I mean, it's really serious. And you also have to think about like buses have to drive kids to school and like people Mm -hmm. live in different areas. So just because your apartment's not flooded, someone's house might be. So they just give everyone time off before it completely passes. And yeah, that's a, it was kind of like a, you know, being a kid or being a college student, when you get hurricane, you're like, hell yeah. Like, yep. It was always exciting. Obviously, outside of once you knew you were safe, it was exciting because I luckily have never really felt in like a major threat to my home or my life or anything from a storm. But it was always nice to get some like unexpected time off. Exactly. But it felt built in at a point because it happened every freaking year. Yep. It really did. So that's Emma's life update. Do you have any other life updates for the pod? We're doing instead of an ask the girls question, we're just going to we're gonna catch <laughs> up because it's it's been a little bit since it's just been the two of us on the mic. It doing has. A little chatty girl episode. Yeah, we we didn't do an episode last week. It was one of those things we were again, we're in different time zones, different sides of the country, have different things going on. And we were really trying to find a time to record. And we just got to the point that we were like, there's not a time it's, that's going to work. It's not happening. And that's okay. Let's just take a week and reset and do it to when it, we can actually make, uh, what, what, what was I trying to say? Just like solid time for it, dedicated yeah. time for it. So yeah, I mean, we, I took a little uh, date or vacation, a staycation, I would say. It's In like Hilton I went Head. to Hilton Head. Yeah. So it's a town two hours away from Charleston. So technically that's a vacation, you know, two hours away. But my boyfriend came down, he's in grad school. So he had time off before his semester started. And I had time off of work for two days. So we took a much needed relaxing vacation. So that was a really good reset from work because work has been crazy. And I like my job. It's just like, we we've had have a big new client and it's it's just very hustle bustle a lot of the time so it was nice to just take a breather and go lay out a pool and it was this resort that was right it was a pool right on the beach and that's what we wanted we're like we just want to lay yep that's either on the sand at the beach or at the pool looking at the sand on the beach and we did both and it was great and now I'm back I'm moving a month from today out of my apartment, which is crazy. crazy. So give us the updates. Do you have an apartment lined up? Yeah, I, I don't know if I want to share the exact location that I'm living, just because if anyone's listening to the pod, but it's, uh, yeah, I'm staying in Charleston and I'm moving in with my friend Victoria. So, okay. I'm very yes. excited. Um, she has an open bedroom and we are friends. Obviously, I just said that. Um, and she, our leases don't exactly line up. Like, it's going to be a shorter lease term. And at first, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do, like, a short lease. But then I was thinking, it's good because if I, you know, if I don't like it, it's in a different area that I'm in right now. So if I'm like, I don't like that area, I could always, it's a shorter lease, so I'll be able to move. Or if I end up loving it and it's great, I'm living with a friend that I love and we can just re-sign that lease. So that's what I'm doing. And it's a month away, which is crazy. And I mentioned this a little bit in the last episode, but I've had a kind of like a tough living situation. We'll this dive into it once you're moved out. Yes, we'll have to do a deep dive episode. Um, So I'm excited just to live with a good, trusted friend in a nice apartment and a pretty place. And yeah, staying in Charleston, year two in Charleston. Woohoo. Yeah, that's exciting. What about you're you, Maddie? I want to he- hear all about it. Um, all about Charleston or all about my life? Because I can give you either up. Oh my god, all about <laughs> your life. I just chatted about Charleston. No, so my life has been crazy, and I know that we've talked about in the past how being busy is not a virtue. And so when I say it's been really crazy, I don't mean it in a way of like, oh, I've been so busy. Slight it's thoughts. so crazy. Like, I, <laughs> I have genuinely been, I think this is the busiest season of my life I have ever had. And I'm very fortunate that I feel like I have people in my life who I can hang out with and who are coming to visit me. And I have after work happy hours and plans all the time. But truthfully, I am just 
really run down last week. I ended up getting super sick, which is another reason why we didn't record last mm. week. And I think my body just kind of shut down on me. Um, we had our all company summer meeting and event marketing puts it on. And for those of you who don't know, I'm in the sales um, field for my company, but I have a degree in marketing and I'm hoping to eventually venture over into marketing in some capacity at some point in my career. I have no idea when that will be in what capacity, if it will be with my current company or if it'll be with a different company. But point being, I wanted to dip my toe into events marketing. And so I was helping with this all company summer meeting, which meant really early mornings and really late nights and then a lot of meetings in between. So like 5 a.m. at the office, leaving at eight and then you know having to do my job in between those time periods oh gosh that's so much I just I kind of felt like it was too much going on I'd have my mom in town the week before which was really fun and then my boyfriend his birthday was actually this past Monday when we're recording this and so his family was in town and we did a date night for him so I'm really thankful that I have so many incredible people in my life that I can hang out with and that I get to spend time with but it just fell at a really inopportune time. And last week, really the last two weeks have been incredibly, incredibly hectic. So I'm very excited for fall. I think I've expressed that um, in a previous episode. But the reason for that is I feel like fall is just a time where you can kind of recenter. And even in this typical sense of like trees shed their leaves and they regrow, you know, a fresh fresh I was gonna say fresh pear not quite um, a, fresh a fresh new set, set of leaves, leaves. yes yeah. I feel like that's kind of me and I I'm currently ready to shed this season of my life not necessarily any one facet of it whether that be my job or relationship or anything like that like I'm very content with those things but just more so my mindset and how I'm feeling around it I'm ready to leave that in summer all of this chaos this busy energy and feel more relaxed and soothing and have more cultivate more hygge vibes going into the fall so yeah what's up with that Maddie where's the freaking yeah, hygge I'm really not practicing <laughs> what I preach currently so I'm just I'm excited I'm trying to be a little bit more mellow I'm trying to be a little bit more calm um yeah I feel like fall kind of will be good for updates. you because I think over the summer, there's this pressure that it's like every weekend has to be a big summer blowout. And we're even every night because, yeah. Um, Yeah, every night. Okay, you're you're ambitious. Well, I'm just saying because, (laughs) well, the thing is, is like when you get home from work in the summer – it's still light outside, oh, so you I feel like, feel that, oh, I can go yeah. play pickleball or volleyball or go get happy hour drinks with someone or go on a walk or you're like I can go and do this the yoga day. class and then yeah. I can do that. Like you're wasting the day if you're sitting inside and you're watching a movie or baking or cooking or just like spending time with yourself, reading a book. It feels very wasteful, at least mm. in my opinion. And I don't know if that's because no, I, I was raised that. in a family where everyone was like, get outside. The weather's nice. Go play outside. But in the fall, it's kind of more hygge cozy vibes. So it doesn't feel as wasteful to be inside, you know, baking some chocolate chip cookies or rotting on the couch or reading a book. (laughs) Exactly. I need a good rot day. I saw some article. It was like a not to be rude. It was like a boomer written article yes, and it was about like why the rotting on the couch trend is ruining Gen Z or something and I thought it was funny because it is funny that oh, we say that goodness. and they're like there's this new trend called rotting where basically these kids just lay in bed all day I'm like okay obviously everyone has a brain enough to know that like that's unhealthy to spend five days straight in your <laughs> yeah, bed the idea is allowing yourself space this is to everyone who doesn't get it so the, yeah. Tell your moms before they send you the article. My tell mom's, your moms. My mom's an dad. article sender. She's like, did you see this? Are you bed rotting? <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. She, and she also doesn't talk like that. Sorry, mom. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving her, like, the worst accent. But it, it just really means allowing yourself some space to, like, chill back out for a second. But before we jump into our topic. I know we all do. But before we jump into our topic of the day, let's do our no show all tell. If you haven't listened before, this is where we basically do a show and tell, but podcast version. And we get to tell you about an object and then we post it up on our Instagram story for you guys to get a visual of if you'd like to see. But Maddie, would you like to do the honors first? I yes, mine is kind of a weird one. I'll give a little bit of a backstory. So there's always a backstory. There's always a backstory with my no show all tell items. This past week, like I was saying, I was super super sick, and I had a lot of stomach stuff going on um, to the point where I literally was just 
fully horizontal I could not stand up straight (laughs) and I was trying to figure out what would make it better and my boyfriend found this article he's an article guy oh Um, no and it was talking about how peppermint is really soothing and really good for your stomach so being the sweet boy that he is he got me a peppermint essential oil and essentially the purpose of it is like you mix it with a binding oil so like a coconut oil or a jehovah oil or something else that essentially binds to it and then you can put it on your body and it's supposed to help like stomach pains or muscle relaxing or whatever well apparently i love peppermint and this is something i didn't know about myself i have been diffusing the shit everywhere like (laughs) i'm stressed it goes in the diffuser i'm taking a shower it goes in the shower basin like i you're like a little christmas elf I am like a literal, (laughs) yes, I'm a literal Christmas elf who is obsessed with peppermint oil. And the reason I wanted to shout this out, it's like such a random thing, but I feel like eucalyptus and lavender and all of these other oils get the best wrap Mm. and peppermint oil just like slides under the rug. And I think that peppermint oil is more soothing than eucalyptus or lavender. And that is my hot take. So... I wanted to share. It was kind of a random no Peppermint for item. president 2024. Yeah, peppermint for president. Wow. I love, I love I love that you found something that worked for you. My aunt actually is into essential oils, and that's one that she – I've heard her recommend for the same reasons oh, as well. okay. So that's awesome. That's the only place I've heard it, though, because you're right. I feel like a lot of it is like a lavender push or something else like that. So yep. love exactly. it. I'm so glad that you're happy, you little Christmas elf you. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks, thanks. What are you bringing to the table for I Christmas? am bringing Octo Buddies to the table. Do you know what these are? <gasps> oh, I do. Bam. Okay, let me I explain. I haven't tried it out, but I want to. So, yes, explain. Let me explain what an Octo Buddy is. If you are on TikTok and do any sort of, like, content creation, you probably know what this is. Or if, you, you know, if you're just on social media, they've been pretty popular recently. And I'm chronically online, so, of course, I'm in the know. Um, but they are basically, like, a – imagine – a phone wallet but instead of the back of it being a slit to put stuff in like your debit card your id whatever it's little suction pads so basically the idea is that you i actually haven't i literally just got them in today so i haven't unpeeled the back but you unpeel the back like a sticker you stick it on your phone case like this and then you can stick it on your mirror so the best thing is that when you don't have like a tripod like let's say you just randomly want to film in your bathroom and get ready with me or you just are trying to get content and the lighting's really good in front of the window but you can't you don't have anywhere to set it up I feel like that's the best use for it because lighting's always the best in front of a window and for that like natural light look so you can literally just suction it to the window and it'll stay and now you don't even need a tripod or you don't need a friend to hold it you don't need to like wobble it on top of like your water bottle in the corner um it's a great thing and it's like eight dollars on amazon so go get yourself one i'm not sure why they're called octo buddies maybe because like octopus have are there those suction cups no there's like a lot one two three four five six times four there's 24 i think it's because an octopus has like those little sections yeah little suction cups maybe that's why they're like little octopus feet um but yeah i definitely recommend and the trick is so this is what i did is to get two you get two because they each have a sticker on the back you unpeel both of them you stick them to each other so then you can peel it on and off of your phone case so one side suction to your phone one side suction to your mirror so you could literally like remove it from your phone case if you don't want to have it on all the time it's so smart Oh, that's very smart. And, and they're it like, works? It holds it up? I, I Well, I haven't tried. <laughs> I mean, I haven't personally tried because I, I was waiting to, again, hurricaning today. So I wanted to make a TikTok of me, like, reviewing it for the first time. So that's why I literally haven't unboxed them because I was waiting to make a video for it. And it's awful lighting because of Miss Adalia, I think is the hurricane, hurricane name. Very formal. So... Yeah, but I, I mean, I've seen a million videos of it. Everyone, everyone loves it. So I will go ahead and say that it does work. And again, $8 a piece. So it was like 16 for both. And very excited about this. I'll post them on the story and maybe I'll link to the Amazon ones that I bought. Yes. There's all these different colors and and I'm very cute, very excited about it. Um, I love. Yes, you want to jump into the meat of the episode, Maddie, what we're chatting about I'll today? I'll dive in. I'll about dive. how growing up freaking sucks. It's hard. And I feel like 
that's also part of the reason why we took a little bit of a break last week as we were just feeling a little bit overwhelmed, a little bit overextended. Per and everyone always says, like, growing up sucks. Everyone says, oh, I wish I were still a kid or... Oh, you know, like, just wait until you have kids one day or whatever it may be. Like, wait it until you're like, older. Yeah, exactly. Like, the general theme is growing up is not fun. But no one ever tells you what to do about it. No one gives you concrete advice that you can take away and say, okay, this is my problem and this is how I'm going to solve it or attempt to solve it. Because I have a theory. I was actually talking to one of my friends about this the other day. I have a theory that no one knows what the F they are doing. Literally not a single person. No I don't care. Knows. No, I don't care if you're 15, 25, 60, or 82. I really don't. I don't think you know what you're doing because each stage of life is going to bring something different. And we wanted to chat about that. We wanted to talk about how it's very normal to feel like growing up sucks because it can and it does sometimes. But what are things that we can do to combat those I guess the suckiness of it, for lack of better words. Combat the suckiness. I love it. New episode title. Yeah. Hashtag combat the suckiness. No, so we are basically thinking about, you know, there's all of these great quotes and, you know, motivational, positive people that are just like, it gets better. Like, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And all that is absolutely great to hear. But it's like, life is not that fluffy, I guess, or it's it's not that general. So we are going to go for through specific, like, a challenge and then be a combat to that specific challenge to kind of work through things that like we all struggle with when we grow up and we're post-grad or just throughout life as we navigate it. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about is financial independence. This is something that is like taboo to talk about, but it's literally affects everything. Obviously, you, you know, people say money can't buy happiness and like it shouldn't be something that is like your only purpose in life is to like make more money because you know it is true that that would probably be unfulfilling eventually but things like managing student loans budgeting handling bills handling every insurance under the sun and oh th- what's a copay and what are you know how yep. much should i be spending on rent versus how much can, you know can i spend and you know that's stuff exactly. that i've been going through um and i've you know i look to my parents for guidance and stuff but i feel like everyone doesn't look around at each other when we're like okay what what is going on like what is the right financial decision and we also live if you're a you know a new pro- post grad if you're in your 20s right now we're in a very unprecedented time of things being really freaking expensive everything's insane where our like starting salaries haven't really increased much versus our cost of living right out of college is really really insane and if you look at the stats you know people always talk about in 1960 you know this was cheaper but it's literally in like 2016 it was cheaper it's not that long ago that things were a lot less freaking expensive than they are now um and and it's hard and I think it's hard to you know there's always going to be those people that are making more than you and money's not really an issue for them or their family just lets them have their credit card and they can spend it yeah and it's hard not to be like well damn like I wish I had that or that's so nice for them but at the end of the day it doesn't matter what Susie has or what Joe has or whatever because like you have to figure your own shit out your situation is as great or as bad as it is it's your situation so how do we go about it I think again combating this is the first thing is to budget be serious about if you're if you're stressed out about finances look at what you make in a month look and look at necessities that you know like okay a thousand dollars is going to come out for rent and two hundred dollars is going to come out for my car payment and kind of budget out so when someone asks you to go to dinner you can be like okay I have fifty dollars to go spend tonight or maybe you don't have those fifty dollars to go spend tonight Um, but it also allows you to have some freedom when you have numbers to look at you might have more money to kind of have fun with than you think but if you don't if you don't ever lay it out for yourself, everything is just going to stress you out. And sometimes that's what I struggle with is like, I'll look at my bank account and I'll be like, oh, like, you know, I could, I could, I don't need to not go get a drink tonight. Like I can afford it. But I feel this sense of like stress every time I spend money, no matter if it's $2 or if it's $150 or whatever it is, because I don't, you know, I, I've failed to budget and allow myself the space to spend and you and you do have to remember that you 
you make money to spend it. Again, you make money yep. in order to live, but at the end of the day, like you're not you're not working for fun. If we just if we didn't have to work and make money, and if we didn't want to do things for fun, like there would be no point of working. So exactly the money well, that you I, make, it's I'm just saying it's okay to spend it, but you have to start with budgeting things out so you can spend your fun money without having the stress attached to it. And I think it's important with that fun money, say you have, I mean, this is a very small amount, but say you have $20 of fun money. You've set aside money for rent, savings, you know, your debt, car payment, whatever it may be. And at the end of your paycheck, you have $20 allowed. Thinking about what that $20 can do for you is really important. If someone invites you out to dinner and you know you're going to blow that entire $20 on dinner on a random Tuesday night and it's not exactly a dinner that you even necessarily want to be going to, maybe not. If you're going to the mall and you're thinking, oh, this top's on sale and, you know, it's for $20 and I could spend it on that, how much is that top going to bring you joy? How much do you need that top compared to maybe $20 and spending that on movie and popcorn with your boyfriend and going out for a date night. Like it's thinking about it in a conceptual way of, okay, these are different options of how I could spend this $20. Or there's the other option of maybe it's important to put that $20 into savings because maybe next month I'm not going to have as much money and it's going to be nice to have an extra $20 in my savings account. So just thinking about it in a way of conceptualizing money of Mm -hmm. oh this $20 is this thing this $20 is this top this $20 is this movie this $20 is this drink how do I want to spend it and the other thing is that if you're online in any capacity and you are in your 20-somethings like Emma and I both are there is such a huge consumer push for Mm, this is what I wear to work this is what I wear like this is what I drink this is what I do whatever this is how I restock my car and it looks all fine and dandy and fun but it's not realistic for the majority of people and it's really interesting looking at what people quote spend online and if you think about it and you know I find it really interesting when I mean no no hate to the girls who are going through sorority recruitment in Alabama But there were these TikToks that were coming out and they would be like, this bracelet is this brand. And then someone would pause it and go, that's a $250 bracelet. This sports bra is from this brand. That's an $85 sports bra. Go through their entire outfit and you're like, damn, Becky, that's a $2,000 outfit. Yeah. And what's crazy is, again, no hate to them at all. But if you did that for every TikTok that you saw out there and you were like, oh, my gosh, this girl is also living in Charleston and she's in her 20s and she's doing this, that and the other. There's two options or actually there are three. One, she has some sort of supplemental income that is allowing her to do it that she's not sharing. Two, she's still being supported by her parents or a caregiver, and she's not advertising that. Or three, she's not financially sound, and she's burning through her savings. She's living outside of her means, and she's portraying something, whether or not she's intending to or not, that is not necessarily the best financial decision for her or the best financial decision for you. And so when you're looking at friends, co-workers, people online, even family members, you're getting 25% of the whole picture. And it's really important to take that into account. And so thinking, you know, like maybe that drinks or that that happy hour that you saw on Instagram where they're at this super bougie place and it's really fun and it's the last thing that they posted, that mm-hmm. might be their last $20. Or the, like when you're going out and you're hanging out with friends, that might be their really exciting thing for the week, but you're only seeing that one little snippet yeah. of it. So then you're assuming that they continue doing it even when you're not around. And True. I think it's really important just to take that into effect because, or into account rather, because you're not seeing the entire picture and financial independence is so overwhelming. So like Emma said, the first step is creating a budget, but also understanding that your budget is going to be spent differently and is going to look differently than everyone else around you. A hundred percent. I think that was great, Maddie. And it is important. Like you, the things that people post online and I literally am a content creator. So like this, I'm not, neither of us are outside of this. Yeah. Yeah. I, you post the fun thing. So I'm not going to post when I'm laying in my bed 
watching a show eating a cookie like I don't know maybe actually maybe I will you know if it's you know set yeah. cooking cookie who knows but I mean most of the times I'm posting stuff I you know my content's very beachy and stuff so I post when I'm at the beach when I'm out with friends when I'm wearing a cute outfit because that's just like what's fun to post and that's when I feel the most confident and that's kind of like yeah. my my personal brand and stuff but it's like that's just all the fun stuff which is a great but you have to realize too like if people took the best moments out of your weeks they would also be like dang I wish I did that and even if you're not posting it I think it's great to do things without feeling like you have to post it like I I try to find that balance for myself it's like okay not every time I take a sunset swim I have to make a TikTok about it or something um but you do you have to realize people probably would say the same thing about your best moments of your month or week or whatever like that so um exactly finances are super stressful like allow yourself to feel stressed about them and maybe that sounds silly but you don't want to get overwhelmed but allow yourself to recognize like this is responsibility um and stress is not i, I don't want to say stress is a bad thing it it is a bad thing but it's very very normal and it's not something to literally beat yourself up over and be like, oh my gosh, I, I you know, I'm yeah. so stressed. No one else feels this way. It's like, acknowledge your stress, allow yourself to process through it, and then make a plan. Like, what's going to make you feel better? Is it a family member you can trust? Is it a friend you can trust? Is it a professor that you can trust? Like, someone that would help you maybe make a decision if you're struggling with it. I'm lucky to have, you know, a good relationship with my parents. And I, I literally called them. I was like, I have all this money and savings. Like, what what should I do with it? Should I, you know, because if I look up like what to do with savings money, I mean, it would probably be like five million answers. So start yeah. start with where you can take one step forward. Um, and yeah, I, you, you do have to you do have to budget along the way. Yeah. And I think that also and this can be applied to anything that we continue to talk about in the episode. It's just something that I was thinking about from earlier. But trust your gut with things. And understand that how you're feeling and how your emotions are responding to what you are doing is there for a reason. I was actually having this conversation earlier today with someone about how emotions are kind of like your body's way of telling you what to do. They're almost like thought senses in the Mm. sense of if you put your hand over a hot stove you're going to feel that it's hot. You're probably not going to proceed to put your hand on the hot stove because you know it's going to burn you. If you're driving down the street, (laughs) unless you're six, and if you're driving down the street and you hit all the little bumpy things on the side of the road, you're not going to continue to drive on them. You're going to veer over to the right or to the left a little bit to get off of them and be on the smooth part of the road. That bump is there to tell you, hey, you're getting a little bit too close to the edge. You're getting a little bit too close to the middle. A little cocky. The same, yeah, a little cocky. So... Those are warning signs for you to change something. Hey, don't put your hand on the stove. Hey, don't go off the road. That same thing is true with your emotions and your thoughts and feelings. Mm. So if you're really truly feeling overwhelmed about your finances in the sense of, I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like I'm spending more than I should be. I feel like I'm not saving the right way. It doesn't matter if that's true objectively it doesn't matter if you feel like you know oh I'm spending you know one third of my monthly income on on my rent and I feel like that's too much but everyone's telling me that I I could spend more I can I'm capable of doing that all that matters is how you feel and you how you are comfortable with your decisions so if you want to spend less on that or less on rent or you want to invest more or you want to go and spend more, whatever it may be, listen to your gut, listen to your own senses and your own feelings and thoughts and emotions. And that's going to guide you on the right path. And I feel like oftentimes in our 20s and post-grad, what we're trying to do is we're trying to control those thoughts, trying to control those emotions and those feelings. And that's like kind of trying to stay on the bumpy part of the road and saying no if I just keep yeah, pushing through I'm gonna so get through right. there yeah. you know and it's like sometimes you just gotta let it take you where it's gonna take you yeah and I just wanted to bring that up because I feel like it can be applied to anything and everything we continue to talk about in the rest of today's episode yeah and there is this like kind of plateau level of stress of like life is just a little bit stressful and things are gonna stress you out but yeah when you reach that word of like overwhelmed anxious you know it's like your body's being like whoa 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 like let's do something about that so I absolutely love that and again not financial advisors but we are people 
actively navigating this and who are doing this yeah, yeah. and it's it's really and failing at it along and, the way as well yeah oh my gosh and it, this is stuff that we that's why it's a challenge and a combat because we're we, we're facing the challenge and we're figuring out what that combat is oh Sorry, I just knocked my desk. That was probably loud. Uh, it'd be so interesting. Like, listen to this episode in like ten years and listen to, you know, how we've grown and our opinions and stuff. But we'd love to also talk about career uncertainty and then followed by the work-life balance because I feel like those two can kind of go in the career umbrella. Um, yes. So let's go with career uncertainty. One side of this is I don't have a job and I'm either. It's because I haven't found the right fit. It's because I've interviewed a ton and nothing's sticking for me. So you're like in this process of trying to actively find a job and can't. Then there's also, which, you know, there's this category of people that are in jobs that they don't like or they're like, do I quit and go to this other opportunity? It's that, you know, the uncertainty word of like, maybe you do even have a job, but you're not sure that it's the right fit or you don't know how to get out of it or are you living up to your biggest potential? I mean, there's just so much that can go into feeling uncertain about a career. And I think it's important really here to network, talk to people, ask people. What I've noticed transitioning into my professional career is like everything is a freaking job. Everything's a job. It's crazy. Who was I talking to the other day? Oh my gosh. I think I said this on the last podcast, but one of my friends like runs the social media for Taco Bell. And I'm like, that's crazy because, like, you wouldn't think that social media has, like, imagine starting college and being like, my goal is to be the social media manager for Taco Bell. They'd be like, what the heck? And, oh, my God, someone else was saying some really niche job, too. Like, my uh, one of the guys who works for my company, his his company, his other company that he owns is, like, the people who spin the signs outside of restaurants or outside of stores. You know, it's people that are, like, 50% off, and they have that big arrow, and they're dancing. Like, that's literally, like, the company that he owns, yeah. and he staffs that. I'm like, that's crazy. It's like, everything's a freaking job. Oh, oh, I met this girl in Hillenhead. This is what I was saying. She makes the... She helps mix the drugs that are used for radiation, but she's not actually, like, just, you know, distributing them or or giving them, per se. Like, she's not clinical, but she's literally, like, in the lab, like, mixing the drugs made to do uh, chemo and radiation and stuff for cancer. And I'm like, that's, I mean, that's crazy. And I was like, how do you even, she, I I need to look it up. She told me the name of a job, and I was like, I've never even heard of that. So, the the positive about that is that when you are uncertain there is something out there for you the issue there is how do you get there's there there's a lot out there there's yeah. a lot out there how do you know what's right and where you start is 99% of the time not going to be where you end you can even be super content in your job right now but you know that like there's going to be a next step everything's a stepping stone i think it's a very small percentage of people that start one job and you know they never leave unless they like start the company you know and that's probably the only scenario where that happens so it's okay to not know it's okay to be unemployed and searching it's okay to be employed and searching as well um but i think networking and just finding like learning we we stop we think we stop learning after we get out of school and you just don't you know so keep learning keep talking to people and keep you know, expanding your network and your horizons to things that can be out there that you, like, may not even know existed a year ago or a week ago. It's crazy. Yeah, and it's interesting. So someone very close to me um, is going through a promotional phase right now where essentially they've been with the company that they're at for a while and they're going through promotions. And the way that the company works is it's not based on like, oh, you've been here. So like you get a promotion. It's jumping from the entry level role to a new position. And a lot of people on this person's team are applying for the same entry level role. And she's been there long enough where she's recognized, okay, if I don't get this promotion, it's time that I look elsewhere. And she did her last interview and she's feeling good about it, but she was all stressed because she was like, if I don't get this promotion, what am I going to do? I've interviewed at other places. She's thought about taking some time off and working like as a ski lifty or a ski instructor or or even like in a restaurant or something like that, just like an in-between and giving herself a little bit of a break since she's facing burnout. But we were talking about it and she was like, what happens if I don't get it? And I said, well, either way, you're going to be guided down one path and it might not be clear where that path is taking you, but you know your path uh, with this company and this sector of the organization is done. That's cut off. You're redirected. 
Or if you get this promotion, it's like, okay, your path is going a little bit further into the company. That's not to say you're going to stay with the company 25 years, but it's saying for this point in your life, this is where you're going to go. And so I think that a lot of us, and I'm talking to myself when I say this, want to have control over where we're going. And the hard truth and the hard reality is that we have no idea where we're going. And no control a lot of the time. And no control (laughs) over it. And so just understanding that every career is going to bring you further to, you know, where you eventually want to be. It's okay to not have your dream job out of college, second job out of college. It's your okay to never have your dream job and to constantly learn and grow to and have jobs that push you and expand your horizons like Emma was saying. And networking is a really huge part of that. And I don't know if it's just me, but I guess in COVID, I lost all of my socialization skills, all of them. And I suck at networking and I figured that out pretty clearly tonight when I was trying to go to a work happy hour situation I was like I have no idea how to oh my god it's awkward too I'm like what do I talk to these people awkward that the only thing I maybe have in common is like the company we work at yeah Yeah. oh my gosh and And then you try to talk about something else and there's no connection well and what happened was I said something and I was like that was so stupid Maddie why did you say that and I was overthinking it to the max and I got in the elevator with one of my coworkers, and I was like my God, I hate it. I hate it. Why did I say that? Why did I say that? And I was overthinking it. And she was like, you know what? It's fine. In 10 years, it's not going to matter. You're not even going to remember who that person was. Next week, they're not going to remember you. They're so high up in the company, they're not going to remember you. Or three weeks from now, they're not going to remember you. Or, you know, maybe six years from now, you're interviewing and they're really high up and you're going for a VP level position and they're going to remember you and you're going to be like, oh yeah, that was me when I was in my entry level position. And we were working like, oh my gosh, I was so young and, you know, full of life. Yes, silly. (laughs) And it's going to be a positive and that's okay. There's not a one size fits all for networking, for jobs, for what you're supposed to do to advance your career. And I think that not enough people talk about that and everyone's job and everyone's life looks so different. Some people are going back to school. Some people are married and are stay-at-home moms. Some people are in the military. Some people are working in nine-to-five. Some people are freelancing. Like, there are so many opportunities out there, and that's just, like, scratching the surface of all of the different possibilities. And it's okay if your possibility or your opportunity looks very different than the other people in your life, especially the people in your life who you maybe met before post-grad. Yeah, and I think I love what you just said. I think that's really important and there are so many possibilities and the the reality that you're living in is also a, you know, possibility too. So people probably, you know, I did freelance for a while and I looked at people that had more stable jobs and I was like, oh, that'd be so nice not to worry how much money you're making this month. And now that I'm full time, of course, it's like, oh, you know, it'd be so nice to get to make my own schedule again. And it's just like, there's give and takes with everything, but just allow yourself to grow into that and learn. And uh, you never have to settle, but sometimes you do have to work through the weeds a little bit of Uh, what it takes to get to the next level and that's completely okay and it's also okay that that sucks sometimes and and that's the point of this episode is this isn't like a these things aren't issues it's like they are issues but they are being okay to get with through with them and we just wanted to tack them to the end of the career conversation this like work-life balance thing I get this question all the time because I do content and I you know, if you looked at my social medias, a lot of times you probably, you probably wouldn't realize I literally work nine to five every single day. And if not longer, like it, you, you know, just don't get that vibe, which again, that's why social media is not real. It's a highlight reel. Yeah. It's, it's a highlight reel. It's my fun things. It's not like me at my desk and my sweatshirt, like hunched over typing an email. Yep. Right. Um, so work-life balance is like the age old question. I just think that we have a whole episode on it. Hobbies are so good prioritize things that you do that are just for fun like when you get done you you know with your responsibilities for the day go do something that you just want to do like there's nothing much more to it than you like it and you want to and like Maddie said that you know it doesn't have to be a big summer blowout it could be just sitting in your room and eating a snack that you like and reading a book or watching your tv show um but you know it is nice to explore things that are a little bit more dynamic like oh you know I used to love skateboarding I haven't skateboarded forever and there's a there's one sitting in my closet like things like that just give you such a little rush of like 
childhood joy and adrenaline or like oh my gosh like the you know it's pretty outside today let me go jump in the pool in my apartment complex or just something that really just breaks up that mundaneness um, of work that we a lot of times find and again setting boundaries at work too I know that it's easier said than done but allowing yourself to have a conversation with your your job if you feel like you're hey these ask are more than I feel like it's fair to me or more that I have the willpower to commit to and not even willpower just the we again you work to live you don't live to work so you're not working for fun you're working because you have to at the end of the day so allowing yourself to set boundaries there wherever you can it's like if your boss is like oh can you stay three hours extra tonight you can say no especially if they ask you this is what I realize sometimes are things are phrased as a question and there's two sides to an answer there's a yes and there's a no and again always being professional but you can say no to things if you know if you feel like you have the space to if they phrase it as a yes no question take take your opportunities to um, to allow yourself to say no so that's I had pre-scheduled sorry Maddie I was gonna say one more thing oh no you're good you're good go I had like (laughs) pre-scheduled uh, my my Hilton Head trip and I had taken that time off and then there was an event that came up and my boss was like oh can you can you actually like work this event and it was on one of the days that I was off already and she didn't realize that but I could have been like oh you know like maybe I just say yes and I was like actually no like I had already taken that time off and she was like oh yeah right sorry like I you know I didn't check your calendar like all good I'll find someone else but I could have fallen into that pressure of like having to say yes being like oh well obviously they need someone so I'm going to take my off day and do a little bit of work but I you know I was able to be like no I actually have that day off and so she was like oh yeah of course so the right place will also like understand that I feel like too exactly and I think that communication is a huge part of that this is kind of like twofold um I have something from the boss side of things with time management and setting boundaries with work but also you know prioritizing self-care and like your social life and everything like that so there's kind of two parts of this the first one being setting boundaries with work like Emma was just saying I found it's really helpful to actually sit down with your direct report whether that be a manager or you know, someone on your team who you report to or someone that you work alongside with and discuss at the beginning of the quarter, at the beginning of the month or whatever works for you whenever you meet with them, what your priorities are. And then when something pops up and they say, hey, actually, can you take this on? And it's too much. It doesn't fall under what you're supposed to be doing. Just saying, hey, I really appreciate you thinking of me for this role or I really appreciate you thinking Are you thinking of me that I can take this on and I'm very flattered? Unfortunately, it doesn't fall under my priorities for the rest of the quarter, but let's revisit it next quarter. And nine times out of 10, people are going to say, oh, well, I need it done right now and whatever. And it's like, oh, well, it it's not I'm overextended. It doesn't fall within in my umbrella. I appreciate you thinking of me. But based on the priorities that we have predetermined together, it doesn't work. And Typically, people are pretty receptive to that. Mm. And the other part of it is that if you do feel like you need to do it for some way, shape, or form, have documentation of it because that's all stuff that you can pull into a future role. And I feel like even a year into my job, I'm really, really terrible at, you know, writing down and saying, okay, this is what I did today. This is how I helped. And even like with the event marketing stuff that I did last week, like that's not something that's in my job description. That's not something I was being paid to do. That's something that I chose to do and help out with. And that's not something that I would typically include on a resume. But I'm like, why not? Why would I not talk about that? Because it's something that I did and there's nothing wrong with bringing up things that you have done or that you've gone above and beyond with just for the sake of bringing it up and talking to it and then the second point of that where I was saying prioritize your self-care and allow yourself for time management I don't know if this is just a me thing it very well could be but everyone has limited time that's like everyone has 24 hours in a day plain and simple how you choose to spend it is up to you but some of that is not up to you because some of it is you know you have to go to work (laughs) so you have to like If you get called into jury duty, that's what you're spending your time doing. You know, like some of it is not within your control. And post-grad, you have a lot more limited time because before you might have had two hours in between classes where you could go and run errands or do whatever. But if you're working a nine to five, you have before 9 a.m. and after 5 p.m. to do what you need to do 
And the rest of that time during the day is controlled by someone other than yourself. And at least for me, I try to control my time outside of that almost too much to the point where I overextend. So if someone says like, hey, let's grab drinks on Friday. I miss you. I want to see you. And I say, oh, I can't on Friday because I'm out of town. Then instead of just leaving it there, I go, and next Friday my grandparents are here. And then the following Friday after that, I'm doing this. But the Friday after that on September 22nd, I'm free and I'll make a reservation at 5 p.m. and we can do that. And then what happens is it keeps cycling. So then someone else will say, hey, we should go do trivia on Wednesday night. Oh, I can't this Wednesday night because I have a work happy hour. Next Wednesday night I'm helping with a conference. But the following Wednesday night I'm free, so let's do that. And what happens is I end up booking myself out for the next three or four weeks. And the cycle repeats itself. Well, literally, because then the cycle repeats itself because then next week comes and someone's like, hey, let's do something on Monday. Oh, I can't this Monday. Next Monday I'm doing this, but maybe the following Monday. And then it's never ending. I feel like you do that a lot. Yeah, I do that. Sometimes you'll ask me like much when we were recording with our guests, you were like, hey, can you do like August 8th or no, you asked so far in advance. And I was like, how do you know that you could do that? Because I was like, your calendar is so planned out like impressively too much yeah impressively like four weeks in advance because you asked me that I was like I could let you know but I don't know exactly what I'm doing in 32 days from now that's (laughs) an exact like that's such a great response to that it's like hey if someone says hey I want to do happy hour on Thursday hey I can't do happy hour on Thursday thanks so much for thinking of me I miss you I want to see you too unfortunately I have this going on or it could just be I don't want to do anything on Thursday I've had a busy week and I want to do I can't do a happy hour on Thursday, but let's touch base next week, and I would love to plan a time then. Yeah. And then it kind of puts the ball in their court. If they reach back out or if you reach back out and you make a plan or you do something, but then that way you don't have your life planned out to a T because I feel like, at least for me, I've been trained to time block my schedule. And I realized I'm not, like, I'm not spending any time on myself because I have everything planned. It's like 5 a.m. Wake up and go on a run. 6 a.m. Shower. Then you have to make breakfast, make your coffee. Then you got to do this. Then you're driving to work. Then you're working all day. Then after work, you're doing this. And then you're do- and then you're asleep. And that's your entire day. And you do that day in and day out. And it doesn't allow for what happens if your car breaks down? What happens if you get sick? What happens if you genuinely are just having a shitty day and you want to lay on your couch and rot, for lack of better words? Like, it doesn't yeah. allow for that. So work-life balance really couch is a balance. Rot. It couch doesn't... Rot. Couch rot. But it, it doesn't mean planning your life to a T. And it's taken me over a year post-grad to recognize that. Yeah, that's crazy. One of my friends was actually telling me that she really offended someone in her life that she works with it was a co-worker that she they had made plans to hang out it was one of those like let's do something soon and then that co-worker had messaged her being like hey can you hang out today and she was like I'm actually having she was just having like a bad mental health day and it was one of those days where like it was really just better to be by herself like take a moment and she was telling this girl she's like hey I'd love to do something you know I'm actually kind of having a rough day I think I'm gonna stay in and her friend was like so insistent trying to or her co-worker trying to be a good friend trying to you know care for her the way that she thought she needed it being like no I'm gonna come over I'm gonna come over and so my friend was like what do you do like lock your door and say you're not home like she knows I'm home so her the, her coworker ends up coming over. She's like, let's go do something. So my friend, again, and, and this is someone, you know, my friend is someone who has, like, you know, actual anxiety and, you know, stuff that she's not just like, oh, I'm pouting because, like, I burned my food. Yeah. It's like I'm actually having a little bit of a day. So she said, you know, they were out at, like, dinner or wherever they went, and her friend was like, or, her, you know, her coworker that I picked her up was like, you know, what's wrong with you? Like, you know, why can't you have fun? Why can't you do all this? And she was like, I literally tried to communicate with you that I was not having a good day and I'd rather just spend it by myself. And I, you know, I appreciate your effort and everything, but I I feel a little bit like, you know, I I didn't want to get out and do something. And now I'm, you know, I'm out and, you know, nothing's really changed because that's just kind of like the headspace that I'm in today. And she said that that girl literally is, like, mad at her to this day for, like, not having fun or making her feel bad or whatever. And I was like, she literally – and, again, I can see from both perspectives how you maybe could be frustrated. But my friend did her job of communicating that. So, again, you were not in the wrong. Point of the story is I I side with my friend in this scenario of, like, 
you are not in the wrong for communicating something that you want. And if someone doesn't receive that the way you want them to, it doesn't make you wrong. Like, it doesn't mean that, oh, yeah, you should just suck it up and go overexert yourself when you're having a bad mental health day or you're really tired or you're just, like, sore from your workout. I mean, literally whatever. And that girl, she was like, it just, you know, it, it bought, they work together. She's like, it upsets me because I have to see her all the time and I can tell that she's not... She's annoyed by it. Yeah, she's annoyed and and she doesn't want to be my friend anymore. And she's like, I've tried to, you know, apologize and be like, hey, you know, it wasn't personal. She's like, I literally, from the moment she texted me, communicated with her that I want to stay home. So point of that story is that's where work-life balance comes in of like, she was balancing her life in that moment and she needed Mm -hmm. to take take a second. She needed it, yeah. And when she went out, you know, Who's surprised that she didn't have a good time? She wasn't. Well, she was like, I knew I was not going to have a good time. Literally, exactly what you just said is the point I was going to make earlier. And you, like you laid it out perfectly. <laughs> Sometimes how I like to think about things is I know myself very well. And this isn't to say that everyone out there is like this. But I know myself and I know that when I get overwhelmed, to put it blankly, I'm a bitch. Like, I know that I am mean to people in my life. I will be snappy with people in line at a coffee shop. Like, if I have too much going on, if someone cuts me off, it's like, F you, I hate that. Like, it's not good because I'm a volcano and I erupt. And it's really, (laughs) really not good. The thing is, if someone asks me to do something and I'm really not feeling it and I feel like I'm teetering on the edge, the outcome of me actually doing it is way worse Than them thinking I'm rude for saying no. Mm -hmm. If I say no and I'm like, hey, no, not going to work tonight. And they're like, why not? And I'm like, I'm just, I'm not having a night. Like I need to, oh, well, we should do this instead. Nope. Sorry. Thank you. If they're annoyed with me and they're mad at me, that's fine. That's on them. Versus if I go and they're trying to quote, cheer me up and then I'm a bitch, then it's on me because then Mm -hmm. I'm the one acting out. But I have enough self-awareness to know I probably shouldn't get to that point because then I'm not going to have a good time. I'm probably going to be rude. I might alter some relationships some friendships that I probably shouldn't, but not because it has anything to do with that person, but because yeah. it has everything to do with where I am currently. So I think that that's a really great example of, you know, that work-life balance and recognizing yourself and setting those boundaries and even thinking about, you know, the pros and cons of it. Like, which outcome is going to be better here? Even if they're both not great outcomes, which one's going to be significantly better than the other? Yeah. Wow. And it's so true. That's why I told her, I was like, you, you communicate. I said, you can't help that she showed up at your door. She's like, yeah, my only other option was to shut the door in her face. And, you know, just socially, that's a hard thing to do when you're not up it. So it's like, exactly. so I, I went with her and then she was like, why are you upset? You're not being fun. Like, I'm trying to be nice. And she's like, I, I'm not discounting not any of that. I'm not discounting yeah. any of that. I just needed some me time. So, oh my gosh, allow for your me time. I think, Maddie, that we need to end off this episode here because we've been chatting. Apparently, it's been long. growing up really sucks, apparently. Apparently, growing up does suck. Apparently, apparently post-grad is hard. And apparently, we have a lot to say about it. So, oh And we aren't even halfway through our bullet point list. But this has been a long episode. It has. So I think we are going to do a Growing Up Sucks Part 2 for I would love that next I'm week down. finish out our list um so we could we could wrap up here today and start fresh new going over relationships more our health and wellness uh living all of that stuff that we want to make sure we touch on with all the sucky things that in, are included in post-grad growing up life and I don't want you guys to walk away of course being discouraged by any of this the the point is that yes these are challenges but there also are things that we can do about them yeah and and uh, dare I say talking about it is something that's so helpful in and of itself so this is Emma and I's way of talking about it we hope that this episode made you feel a little bit less alone if you're also in this phase of life and we're not again talking at you we're talking to you as though you're one of our close friends because these are conversations that Emma and I are truthfully having off mic way too often all the time so all the time and so we hope that this episode was helpful um it goes without saying but like we were saying sometimes talking about it is really really helpful um so if there is anything that you're 
struggling with or overwhelmed with and you want to chat about it, um, feel free to message us. And then on top of that, um, we're not licensed professionals, but there are tons out there who are super qualified and trained and able. Um, and there's a lot of insurance. I mean, on the topic of career and post-grad networking and stuff, a lot of insurance now covers things like talk space and better help and everything like mm. that, where you get like a $10 copay, $25 copay where it's super affordable. So if that's something you're interested in, um, feel free to message us. We can send over resources that we have as well. Again, we don't know everything, but we're trying to learn and we're trying to share. So true. Maddie, thank you guys so much for tuning in today and sticking around, especially if you got to this point. This is a longer episode, but we really... I think this is one of our longer ones. Yeah. Yeah, we enjoyed enjoyed chatting with you. A little, a little hurricane rain in the back. I know. I love it. And we'll be back next week with a part two for you guys. So we hope that you enjoyed it. Follow us on Instagram. It's at Hooger Girls Podcast. That is H-Y-G-G-E Girls Podcast. Yes. Thank you, Emma. And until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and stay, stay hygge. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.